Okay. <laughs> Put your phone down. I was adding something I'm, to the calendar. I, you know, <laughs> none of it bothered me. Oh, no. It was like cattywampus. That's no, a word, guys, right? Cattywampus? Like, I mean, OCD is definitely a thing. It's not even OCD. It's like legit I, eyes going cross no, I see why you and Rick get along so well. <laughs> Dude, okay. So for those of you that don't know what's going on, we spent seven minutes. We did not spend seven minutes. Rick and I problem solved <laughs> that you, in like three move minutes. The TV over not even a two. Bit. Okay, not right there. Okay, come back a little bit this way. Okay, turn the table a little more. A li- ah, right. Like, okay, listen. <laughs> there are lots of lines happening. There are the vertical lines happening here. There is this straight line where it changes color across the back. And then there's what's happening with the table and the lines here. And it was just <laughs> no. a lot, Look, all different directions. I, it was They weren't playing well together, I will like say, you and I sometimes. <laughs> I will say that it is a, it is a real thing. People... Like I with visual taste. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, like things like that don't bother me. Like, think, yeah. like if something's a little off or like I don't notice it, and it doesn't. Like I just, oh, it's oh, not. It, it eats at me. Right, and, yeah. and I can tell Rick too. Is Rick's one of those people that he's like, ah, oh, the details. However, I think it serves Rick very well in his job, for sure. Right, and what he does. But, yes. Who was the only person that came in and noticed one of the lights during the special? One of the lights was crooked. It was you. Uh, but I, I did notice that. That's right. Yep. You were like, we paid a lot of money for this set. That light is crooked. Yes. <laughs> because because I wanted the set to look perfect. And and that is the time. To fix it. Sure. To and make it, things and it perfect. Was a gorgeous, beautiful when set. When you're spending X amount of dollars. I wish we could have brought those it. lights home with us. They I were know, so yeah, awesome. We didn't get to keep the lights. Um, but I, I, I had a, um, I don't even think I told you this, Rick. I had a development deal with David Arquette, mm-hmm. Courtney Cox. I forget what their production company was called. I forget what their production company's called. The, and then. Um, they were already divorced at the time, they're divorced. right? But still worked together and at then the company. What is the. Um, what is the the uh, I forget her name? She played Phoebe on Friends. Lisa Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow's sister was the head of their production company. Oh, I forgot and it was, that tidbit. It was so weird because she looked exactly like Lisa Kudrow. <laughs> I, I don't know if they <laughs> were twins. They might have been Lisa Kudrow's sister. They look, I mean, looks exactly like her. Let's see. Anyway, my point is that when I had my development deal with that company, we would meet with. Um, David Arquette and Courtney Cox all of the time. And and David told me, he goes, by the way, she's like OCD. Is that what it's called? Holy cow, they look stupid alike. Like, I told you. Like twins alike. Yes. So not Whoa. only am I sitting there with Courtney Cox, uh, I'm also sitting with basically Phoebe. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And, of course, David Arquette, right? Uh-huh. Um, but is it called the OCD? Where everything has to be perfect. Obsessive compulsive disorder. Right. Yes. So I would always get there early, right? Because I'm me. And David and I would usually get there before Courtney. Because at that time, um, Courtney was filming a show called um, Cougar, Cougar Town. Town. So she would always kind of show up a little bit late. Ooh, that's loud. Well, you'd walk in to their beautiful office. I forget where it was. They had a great office, but they had these ducks. And it was a mama duck and then these little ducks. So David 
would literally slightly move a duck. Not even a lot. Slightly move a duck. Then, then we would go somewhere else, and he would take a photograph that was on the wall, and he'd slightly move it over. I mean, almost to the point where you can't tell. To be annoying. And then that's when I was like, oh, my God, this shit is real. Because Courtney would walk in, and she'd be talking, and then she'd stop and look at the ducks, and then move the duck back, and then keep talking. And then me and David would die laughing, and she's like, you fuckers. Y'all did that to me on purpose. Then we would go sit down at the meeting, and then all of a sudden she'd stop talking, walk over to the painting that we moved over, and fix it. Yeah. Like, she, like, everything had to be. Well, yeah, it's like, can we can we fix it and make it right, and then now let's move on. But I don't care. Like, like little stuff like that doesn't, doesn't bother me. It's like an interruption. Really? Yeah. It's like, it's a visual Adrian, interruption. Does, do details like that bother you? Yes. Tatiana, they bother you? Absolutely. Of course, Rick and you. Yeah. Uh, one, two, three, four. I'm, I'm one out of five that doesn't care. Interesting. I am. I mean, I, I find that interesting. Yeah. Well, I don't like moving the table one way or the other. But now that you see it in place, do you see how this is like no. more visually at ease than the the way it was before? I, I don't, I don't, no. No? It, it, it doesn't bother me. You don't see me. it. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Like, I'll fuck everybody up right now. <gasps> what the I don't give a fuck. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, what the actual I will, fuck. I will, Put ruin, it back. I will ruin Put it back. everybody's day. Put it back. <laughs> I, well, I'm curious. Is that right? Did you get it right? Move it, move it right there. Move, no, no, right no, there. No, get your hand um, off of it. <laughs> no. I, I I am curious on the comments, like who it bothers, because it doesn't. I mean, listen. So when you put it the way Courtney did, it's not like she's like shouting at people because they moved it. She's like, let's put it back where it goes, and then let's all move on. Like, you oh know? no, I mean, I, I will say that to to completely um, same subject, different subject, because um, you said they were divorced at that time. Uh huh. Um, but still work together. Right. I was always so um, in awe of how they coexisted. Yeah. They both loved each other very much. They, you know, when they would see each other, they'd hug each other. He'd give her a kiss on the cheek. She'd give him a kiss on the cheek, and that was so um, foreign to me. You know, my parents got a divorce. Um, gosh, thirty something years ago they still don't like being in the same room. Yeah. You know, I was in an ugly divorce of two parents that that could not get along, could not co-parent, could not, right? So when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, like, that was weird to me. Yeah. But there are people out there that can get a divorce and be cordial with each other and still love each other and be in the same room. And you, know, you see it online all the time, right, where you see... Stepmom, stepdad, or stepmom, mom, yeah, with the kid, and they they put it on the back of their shirts, and I just I I admired that. That was kind of one of the first times that I saw a couple that was divorced, and I believe they have kids. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, right. And and the love that they had, and the you know they would laugh and joke around, and you could clearly see that it was a a, a healthy thing. Yeah, for them, 
you know, I, I, I don't know. That's impressive. It's very impressive. I, I don't know if me and you were to get to divorce. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking I, I, as you talk. I was like, I don't know. It might take some time and some space for us to get there. Tatiana, can you handle, you, you think you would? You and Phil start out as well, but it, but does it also depend? I think on, it's the kids. But like does, for me, that would oh, be my yeah, motivator. To, I mean, that would be my motivator. But we do that now for the kids, right? I mean, <laughs> there's times we, I want to strangle you and I don't because of the kids, right? Or or <laughs> we don't start screaming at each other because of the kids, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but but I would also think that maybe it's also circumstantial. Sure. Right. Like depending on what you did to me. For sure. Right. Or what I did to you or. It's different if there was like a betrayal versus a we just have come to a point where I love you, but we can't, you know. I think Adrian and his wife, they you guys seem very mild mannered. I think you guys could co-parent. You would think so, but let's not find out. But, but, but if you so. were to guess, do you think that you and your wife, if you guys were to get divorced, would be cordial to each other? I think we would try our hardest for the kids. I yes. would like to believe. Yeah. What about you and Gigi, Rick? I mean, your in-laws live next door. You have to move out. Oh, Rick's gone. Well, the husband always has to move out. The husband's always fucked. Like guaranteed the husband like hey go live in a shitty apartment <laughs> while you're and, and 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 not to not not to get you know crazy about this too i also hate that about the system you know a dad is just as much of a parent to a child as a mom yeah and historically speaking that is usually not up for debate in a in a in a divorce right normally it's automatic well the kids stay with the mom and i think that i think that's bullshit case now i don't know i don't know uh, Rick never answered us. Rick, do you think you guys could do it? Absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. Yeah, I I would. I think I'd need some time and some space. Well, you know, we talked about the um, the Garth Brooks situation. Yeah. That I thought is, I mean, what a crazy situation. Where and I don't know if you know the story about Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks gets a divorce, marries Faith Hill. The wife, his ex-wife, never remarried. Not Faith Hill. That's who Tim McGraw's oh. married to. Garth Brooks is married to Trisha Yearwood. Trisha Yearwood. Get your blonde straight. Marries Trisha Yearwood, and uh, they all look the same. And, uh, <laughs> 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 um, just, just, just different weight. Um, <laughs> Garth Brooks marries marries um, uh, Winona Judd. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a name. I can't think of a name. It's Trisha Yearwood. Trisha Yearwood um, marries her, and then the ex- Garth's ex-wife doesn't remarried, but still lives in a house on the same ranch. Yeah. And yeah. she basically was like, "I'm." The ex-wife says, "I'm not going to remarry. Like I'm done yeah. with that." That's me. But they set up the situation so that. Literally, the kids could walk. They could have breakfast together every morning. Yeah. So every morning, they had breakfast with their parents. Yeah. It makes carpooling easier when you're both starting in the same location. It's a logistics thing. I I just remember Renee and I watching that documentary going, I don't know if we could do that. I think if you're in different houses and there's enough space in between that I can pull into my driveway and not see you and you can pull into your driveway and not see me. 
then I think that works. I, I, I just. But then it's got to be weird. Know, like when dude, she comes like, over to do breakfast with the kids and it's stupid early, does, do they both have to have on a bra? That's what it comes down to to me. I mean, I I've already seen the titties. I mean, <laughs> not like I haven't seen them. I mean, I already saw them, right? How I, comfortable are we? Are we? Can we right, go bra? But it's, it's, I just, you know, but it's like this, this, there's a whole group of couples that, that they do this swinging thing. And, and I'm sorry, I don't want to share my wife. Like, to me, that is intimate. Like, I to really me, want to have sex with you. Why would I want to have sex I with know, someone like, else, too? I'm going to disappoint, an, I'm gonna disappoint another wife. <laughs> so I'm also going to disappoint your wife. Okay. Um, no, I just, Every, no, and everyone knows three is not a good number. Someone always gets left out. There's four, dork. Why oh, is there only three? I don't know. I, I mean, I like I'm that. Like... Let's talk about that. So, no. <laughs> I would, even that would be uncomfortable. I walked into that. Can we change the subject? <laughs> no, I don't. I just, even talking about it makes me uncomfortable. I don't. I don't get it. I mean, and then you know, you you the the. I guess I don't know how to explain it, but there's a lot of that going on in New Braunfels. There's a lot of that, like you know, the pineapple people. The pineapple people. I really the hot tubbers. I don't know what it's called. I, I you know. And, and the crazy hot part tubbers? is, I, I don't know. Who wants that, to do it in a hot tub? That's like German fested. And it's hot. It's already hot. And I, I don't like being hot. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I mean, it's, and then for the, like Renee and I have been propositioned while we're taking pictures. Yeah. Like Renee and I will be taking pictures and we're being propositioned and, yeah. and we're, and I just, I, I'm like, yeah, I, I, is that, my wife They're is, always really sweet and friendly about it. Well, that, I mean, if you want to get some, you should be <laughs> sweet and friendly about it. You don't be aggressive about it. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I, you know, so I think what I'm saying is that if we were to get divorced, uh-huh. I would have a weird feeling towards the new guy of like, that's mine. And you get to be with mine. Not, but not if you didn't want it anymore. Like if we got divorced and you didn't want it anymore. I, 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 yeah, but I mean, there's still some of that jealousy, if you will, right? Yeah. Some of that, that's my wife. Like, or that was my, is it a man thing? Yeah, but would you be okay with the girl that's getting all of this now? No, I told you, bitch is going to have to get used to having me around. I'm going to be out there at breakfast, brawless, eating her food, say, thank you for cooking me breakfast. Like, oh, well, I'm going to pick. Uh, she knows that the next one's going to cook. <laughs> Renee knows that after her, I'm finding somebody that can cook and somebody that lets me have a big TV. That's who I'm finding next. Uh, she's also a lot younger. Uh, whatever. Mm. I don't know. It, it's a, it is a, a weird thing to me. Yeah. Uh, no, I it's, think it's just intimate. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just, but and, and I would be territorial over the things like, and not that, thi- not just the things, but like, not the things that sounds wrong. That's not what I meant to say. I would be territorial of like my children and oh, how sure. that is handled. That would be absolutely the oh, really, really hard part. for Which me. reminds me when I was in Kansas city, you know, having a drink after the show, I go, Hey, I'll fight your fight. You know, sometimes I do that, right? Yes. You know, we do like a Q&A and I'm like, what what upsets you guys, right? Uh-huh. And, and it was really interesting because this woman goes, I go, she, I go, what do we fight about? She goes, well, we fight over his ex-wife. And I go, oh, what's the issue with the ex-wife? Mm-hmm. And she says, well, the ex-wife hates me 
because I let her daughter listen to music that she does not allow. Yeah, that and that then, would be my thing is I'm like a control freak and no, this is how I want to do it with my children right. or this is how I want to happen. And if that person, which they're with your kids, like And I made it I, I made it funny, ah. but I told her I go, I'm sorry, but she has every right to be upset with you. And she was like, What? I go, you know that she has set rules for her daughter, and those rules are that she can't hear this music. Right. Yet you're still allowing her to do it. I said, I would be upset if another man came in my my kids' lives and I had set rules for my kids and that man broke those rules. Right. Right. And then the crowd like erupted in. in well, it's even clapping, like when you send your right? kid for a sleepover. Right. Like, I hope that the family we're sending our we don't do sleepovers yet. But like, I hope that the family that we're sending our child to have a sleepover has similar values or similar oh, but even rules in place like, for their children, but you don't have control over that. R Renee and I are not comfortable with the whole sleepover thing. Garrett's not really. Um, He'll call and want to be picked up at midnight yeah, and you're gone and I have Delilah like, like you a, know. you know. Um, but I, it's just, to me, and there's some, there's a comfort level that I have with you, right? There's a, there's a comfort level that husbands and wives have that I don't know if I want to get out of that comfort level and have to perform. What do you mean? Sexually. Oh, I was like, for a second, I was like, are you talking about sexually? You're I'm like, wait a minute, it. we're doing this That's pineapple thing. That's hilarious. And now I have to I try? I don't give a shit because it's you, but now I got to put forth some effort. Yeah. <laughs> like me and my wife, we got this little thing. We don't try. It's nice. We're comfortable. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, conversation right now. I mean, during might be great, but then okay. after you're just sitting there like, okay, like, <laughs> what now? Like, I don't know. It's just. I don't know. It, it, I, I don't know. No, I'm just saying that there is a comfort level that I have with my wife. Yes, and I, that's and, true. And it is very comfortable. Yes. But it would also be like, um, almost like having to date again. Like, I, I, I. Well, like, it would be having to date again. But, but no, what I'm saying that even that discomfort to me is I don't I don't admire it. I don't want it. Like I like me and you go to dinner. So basically we're stuck. We're fucking stuck. <laughs> and but it's a nice stuck. It is a good stuck. There's nothing it's wrong. It's like the what's that song I love? The stuck like glue song. Who sings yeah, that? I forget what like, band I mean, that is. There's just a, a wonderful comfort level that we have. Yeah. You know, we had a great lunch the other day, me and you at at PF Chang's. Yeah. And we were able to just talk about life. Yeah. You know, and I think when you're dating, you have to pretend again and and have try to be interested and have to learn all this stuff about. I just I'm not into it. Yeah. You know, I, I just and I feel for guys and girls that get a divorce later on in life. I also feel for the, the person that missed the boat. You know, those those males or females that that they didn't find that person in their 20s yeah, and then they find themselves later on in life. And if you're a 35 year old dude, you know, your options are dating kids I don't or know. dating I'm, a woman with kids. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not in that position, but I don't necessarily agree with the miss the boat thing. I think that. Well, some people aren't meant people, to be married. Yes. But well, that's well a whole and also other... that people find who they're supposed to find at the place they are in their life. Well, uh, yes and no. Yeah. 
I, I think that some people, I, I think when I met you, I did not want to be in a relationship. Yeah. But when I met you and, and the person that you are and the person that you were, and because what you were is different than you are now, but the person that sure, you were. the person you are now is different um, than the person you were. I quickly realized that if this girl likes me because I like her, I have to seize this opportunity because this girl is beautiful and smart and classy and and all the things I do want, I have to see that and go, I'm not going to fuck this up. Yeah. Right? And I think that when I say miss the boat, I would assume that through those people's lives, there were those people and they were like, well, I'm not ready for it now, so I'm going to wait. And then you wake up one day and you go, fuck, man, that, that person that was in my life. Right. The one was, that got away. Yeah. And I'm not saying, and not everybody's meant to be in a relationship. Yeah. You know, not everybody's <clears throat> meant to be married. Not everybody's meant to have kids. I'm just talking about those specific people that look back and now they're creeping up on 40 and go, I do want somebody. And then now you have to be stepdad. Or I do want somebody. Now I have to date a girl in her 20s. And that's not comfortable either. Yeah. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, Rick, imagine having to date again. It would be the worst. First of all, like you like you said, you're comfortable, but also, like, gotta go buy new clothes and stuff? What are we talking about here? <laughs> right. We gotta buy new clothes. We gotta, I mean... You gotta pretend like you care. Yeah, you gotta know the hip new words. I mean, I don't... I mean... Uh, and, and then everybody's... Yeah, everybody's dating online. I never dated online. I was going to say, that's what's like a different ball game is we were not, we were pre-online dating. And now it is like, that's how people meet. That's how people meet people their are, significant yeah, other. People, I wonder what the, what, what is the, somebody look up. What are the, the merit, the uh, odds of people who meet online now and, and, and get married? Well, what like, I wonder is like, is online dating, is it at like a city thing versus a rural thing? Does like your- No, they got farmers only. <laughs> they got farmers like, only. Is one your- One in three. One in three marriages. I'm seeing one here that says 14%. Uh, 14% Rick of- Rick has seen 14%. Wait, what's, what's the fact that we're looking up? What's the statistic? How many people are meeting online and getting married? It's, oh. it's one in three or fourteen percent. Well, that's a drastic difference. One yep. in three versus fourteen percent. So I wouldn't we know. Gotta figure out what's right. Um, American adults. American adults. Uh, that found thirty-nine percent of heterosexual couples reported meeting their partner online compared to twenty-two percent in two thousand one. So it's up to thirty-nine percent. Met their to partner. Met that their doesn't partner, necessarily yeah. mean partner. ended up married. Right. Right. Well, uh, when your partners are married. Yeah. Right? No, you could be someone's partner and not be married. I just, I Your domestic even, partners. I couldn't even imagine like, like having off. to set up an online profile. Like, I mean, I, I like it's so. Yours would have punctuation and typos out the All like kinds of wazoo. My mom, my, my mom, be like, "Bitch, do you like to laugh?" <laughs> <laughs> but, but even then, like, I, I don't. I forget. There was a story about a celebrity that was like, "F it." I'm going to do online dating. Well, now there's even like... And then people like, didn't even believe... That it was them? That it was them, well, so they couldn't Well, because now there's like different private like clubhouse, you know, sites, and there's some that are like networking slash dating. I like, want to meet a millionaire, like, 
like there's sites where only millionaires sugar daddies are on. I, mean, all, yeah. I mean i don't know i i love our comfort level i love the way we fight yeah i love the, i mean all everything i mean we have our thing i don't know if i love the way we fight but well we're getting better um but i i just love us and and it's comfortable and i i, I it, it is scary to have to get like to even think about getting back out there Oh, I, yeah, I don't want to make an online profile. That sounds awful. It'd be insane. That sounds awful. It would be absolutely crazy. And, and I mean, obviously, we're we're not getting a divorce, but, and then having to go through a divorce? Yeah. Like, I have, I have friends that literally had no problems in their marriage. Uh-huh. And then one day, she's like, here, I'm filing. And he was like, I don't, I what? see, and I don't buy that. I, I don't buy that. I don't think you go from like no problems to being served with divorce papers. I think that means he was fucking clueless, is what that means. No, I mean, in this I don't, situation, I don't know who I don't, you're talking about. So I'm not speaking about anyone in particular, but I just like, how can you, yeah, not, but how can you, but not, you don't think that there are women, and I do believe this, you don't think there are women or men that get married and go, I'm not supposed to be married. Right, like, oh. like I did it because well, you're supposed to do those things, right? And yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess so, but, but even with you, kids, but, but I even think people then, have kids and go, oh shit, I'm not, I'm not a good parent, and I don't want to be a parent, and yeah. here I am now, yeah, and I mean, there, I, I have friends that they're like, my parents really didn't even raise us. Because yeah. they were just, they just kept doing their thing. But but still, you know? then I think it's a discussion. It's not just I'm serving you with papers out of the blue because mm-hmm. I decided I'm not supposed to, I'm not meant to be married anymore. I I we would have conversations. There would be hints. You you would like you would know that's coming. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think in some cases, of course. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I think some people wake up one day and go. I don't want to do this. This is not, and then and then maybe they're cordial and they're friends. Gosh, I, I guess I right I, where they're just they're, the couple, they're friends, and it's not, and it is a true. It's not you, it's me. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the fact that we don't have a good relationship. I'm not meant to be married, and I want to go do my own thing. Well, you and I took seven years to get married, so I guess yeah. I had a long time to like make up my mind. Well, I kept waiting for you to learn how to cook and. <laughs> After a few years, I'm like, well, you know, shit, I guess this seven ain't happening. years, I would learn how to make tamales? No, not happening. <laughs> but but I, I don't know. I, I do think that there are, are people who are not meant to be married, and there's people that are not meant to have kids. And sure, you yeah. don't know that until you're until in it. you've done it? Yeah, I guess that's, so. And that's the other thing, too. When you've been living on your own and past 35 – and then you meet somebody else that's been living on their own past 35. It's a big adjustment. That's got to be hard to learn how to live with somebody else. Well, but we had kids later in life, and that's a huge adjustment, too. And you make that adjustment because you love that person. You hope. Because we love our babies, you, you know? But it's hard. Oh, it's for sure hard. You know, me and you have created systems together. Right. Because we've lived together for a long time. We've moved in. I mean... We know when we buy a house and move in it, uh-huh. who does what? Like, we're like a freaking machine, right? Because <laughs> we move so many we move so times. Many times. <laughs> we have a system. We have a thing. I'm the trash man. You're the bag lady. Like, yeah. all that has been established over years. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And you get used to that rhythm. Yes. And yes. I would think that you have a rhythm on your own and you're kind of stuck in your ways to meet somebody else that has a rhythm of their own stuck in their ways. And then, you know. And what's even scarier Uh-oh. is when you don't get a divorce uh-huh. and a spouse passes. What do you mean when you don't get a divorce and a spouse passes? Where you find yourself single. Like you should have gotten a divorce? No, because you find yourself single because your spouse died. Oh, I understand. When you you were happily married and you become a widow. Right. Gotcha. Okay. That's something that like, holy crap, right? Like, yeah. I, I honestly would have to move houses. Yeah. I don't think I could even live in the same home and yeah. move on. I think I might too, yeah. Living in the same home. Yeah. You know, and you meet people. Gosh, you know, one of our one of our, our huge supporters came to my show um, at the barbecue cook-off, lost his daughter at 27 years old. She was 27 years old. And then you, I, I literally had nothing to say. I know. I, I didn't, I was completely clueless as to... That he had been through that experience. What do you I didn't say? Know I, either. You know, but it's again, so funny you brought him up because he has been on my brain the last few days. Um, him and his wife. Swingers, are we doing it? No, 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 no like that. But um, just he's been on my brain the last few. Days. I'm so inspired by him, like that he. Oh, both him and his wife. But yes, that they lost an incredible amount of weight and got healthy is inspiring on its own. But the fact that he faced such a traumatic loss and found a way to like get up and keep going and be well, it healthy. Either, like, it either, I'm so impressed. It by either him. inspires you and you go off to do better or it just destroys you. Right. There's no in between. Yeah. Um, you know, take my cousin, for example, and I don't want to name any names. His wife passed from cancer and before she passed, because he was extremely overweight, she goes, you're it for them. Yeah. And that inspired him to get healthy. Yeah. And to get, because he, he went, oh, crap, I, this is, I am it for our kids. And they already lost their mom. I got to get it together. Yeah. Right? But again, like, how do you, I don't know. I mean, I, I admire people who have been able to pick themselves up after losing a spouse and getting their life back. And, and you want to share your life, right? You want to be with somebody else. I'll tell you right now on this podcast, if I pass before you, go get some dick, girl. <laughs> go get it. <laughs> go find somebody else. <laughs> no, I don't know. I've said it before on the podcast. Like, I feel like I am all in on this marriage and I am giving it my all and will continue to uh, give it my all. Uh, and if, if that's your all, and uh, we need shut to Shut your we, mouth. If this shut is your, your mouth. All. But if this one doesn't work, I don't think I want to do it again. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rick, like, I don't, I don't want to do it with someone else. Rick, how, 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 how about you? Uh, uh, I would never do this again. You, you get too comfortable <laughs> in figuring this out with someone else. Oh, my Lord. I yeah that's what that that's what blows my mind when you see like these these TV shows about oh this guy had a wife and a girlfriend and I'm like what kind of fucking energy do you have you know what I mean like this is this marriage is hard it's not easy you have to work at it yeah 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 but to have that and a girlfriend you're a glutton for punishment <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like <A> masochist. <laughs> yes, but no, I'm with you, Rick. Like I, I, I don't know if if, if I would be able to. To move on. Oh, you always tell me you're going to trade me in for a younger model. Oh, baby, that's just me talking shit. You know, I love you today more than I did yesterday. I know. And I you're know, more beautiful today than you were yesterday. And, and you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I, I know that I would probably quit comedy. Oh, I don't think you could do I, that. I would, I would probably quit comedy. I don't know if I would be able to walk on stage after that. You would have to. I don't know if I could. I'll be honest with you. I, you know, I, I, I don't. The more like we start talking about it, I'm like, I don't. I think that's it for me. I think we we started GoFundMe for Steve Trevino because I can't go make more money anymore. I'm done. I got to pay these bills. Got these. I got You'd be these fine if you didn't have me. I know. No more jokes. <laughs> No, no I said true. you would be fine if you didn't have me spending all your money. Well, that too. We, we, I'd probably be way under budget. I wouldn't buy coats that have holes in them. <laughs> that, uh, I got lots of co compliments. Purely on my for design. Today. Purely. No, it's not. Design. It keeps me warm. Because Rick, how many years are you and Gigi in? Uh, we've been together, married. Oh, you're putting me on the spot. But we've been together like since we we're uh, 21 years. But married uh, fifteen. So, w did you have a similar experience uh, where you met Gigi and you were like, "I can't fuck this up," or you, it just all kind of because a lot of people you just end up together and then you're like, "Oh, I guess we should get married." No, Is we, that what uh, happens to a lot of people? Yeah. Yeah, I, no? I, I don't disagree with that, Steve. I, I, to me, I, I every day I was nervous because you know she's like you know smart and stuff. And, uh, and way out of your league, way out of my league, all, all everything that you guys have. Um, no, no offense, Steve, by the way. No, uh, <laughs> not taken. I know I'm a yeah, below yeah, average yeah. man with an above average woman. I'm aware. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where like, especially when you meet at such a young age, we were in our twenties. And so you go through all the changes. So now like, what am I going to change yeah. to you guys change together, especially with you two. Like, Steve, when you and I met, you were nowhere near where you are now, you know? So, right. like, you guys went through those changes together. So, to, to for someone to come in after all those changes, I don't think that would be too hard. But, but yes, and I and we've talked about this before where I told Renee, it, you know, our dynamic would be much different if I was this guy already and then met her. Your dynamic, mm. your... Yeah. Your, the way that you... You know, me and you built this together. It's a, we've grown we've and grown changed together. Together, we've earned money together. We've we've come into money together. You know, if I already had all of this and some girl came in, I'd be like, "Listen, I'm in charge." Yeah, because I run shit around here. Yeah, and it'd, it'd just be a different dynamic. Yeah, you for know, sure. so you definitely build a dynamic, which might be a lot easier for you. Oh my god, <laughs> it would be a lot easier. I don't even want to bring up the comments from last episode. Oh, I don't know. I, don't I, want didn't, you to, I didn't read them all, uh, but don't. basically I should let you have the TV, I think was yes, that the, the gist of it. The consensus was yes. let the poor man have a fucking TV. That's, you have that's, one at the barn. That's where we get kicked out to? The barn? Oh, uh, I don't want to get into it. Gosh. Okay, moving along. Um, if anybody else has anything on that topic. By the way, yeah. um, Miss Miss mm. Laura. Oh, go ahead, Rick. Uh, 
it, kind of on this topic, but but going back to like where you are now, when it, when we went out to breakfast uh, a while back and you got stopped, and then we went to like Target or something just to quickly go in, and you get stopped by so many people. Renee, does that how, like how does that affect you if you guys go out to dinner and it's not just your time now? Fans come up and ask for pictures and stuff. It, like, what's your kind of take on that? One, we don't go out that much. We don't go out as much anymore. We we, we went to we went to dinner Friday. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, we went to dinner on Friday, um, and they brought us our appetizer, and the guy goes. Hi, Mr. Trevino, and then skirted off. Um, so all the staff, all of a sudden, you look at the staff and people there, and they just have this big grin while they while they look at me, and and it's just, it, I, I appreciate it, but it's it's uncomfortable. Um, I am super gracious to anybody who comes to talk to me. Yeah, and I think that's also an issue. But Renee, what do you, does it, I don't want to say bother, because it, see, it never bothered you, but yeah. Renee, does it, go ahead. We, we don't, like, like we said, we don't go out as much anymore, so it's not like it's happening all the time, so when it does happen, I think I'm good with it. I think it probably makes you more uncomfortable than it makes me uncomfortable. What, what makes me uncomfortable is when I'm with the kids, and not... Sometimes it's just like a comfort level thing, if especially if I'm by myself without you, you know, but then it's also like having to, it's more having to like explain to my kids like why that's happening. I just there. I mean, Garrett's older, but I just I don't want to have to explain to my kids why that's happening. I just want to be mom. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Garrett, <laughs> Garrett's at the point where he's like, Ugh. <laughs> you know, like we're, like the other day we went into H-E-B. And right away, somebody came up to talk to me, and Garrett just goes, <sighs> and even the guy talking to me was like, "I'm sorry, I won't keep you long," which was kind of nice that Garrett kind of gave him the. <laughs> I no, but then I didn't have to give him the. Ugh, but at guy, the same time, Garrett did right. But we're having to have conversations with our kid about how he has to behave when people come up to him, and that's fine. Like that's that's his world. There's nothing wrong with teaching your child they need to behave and be gracious. Like, but, but it's also bleeding into. It's just um, that's that part is weird. Navigating it's also, that. Is it's weird. also bleeding into our relationships um, here in town, like our friends, where, you know, they're they're meeting us at a time where we're uber successful. Yeah. So they don't quite understand or know the struggles. What we've been through, or why we might behave, or act the way we from, do, yeah, you know. So, you know, there's little comments amongst friends that that sometimes make me uncomfortable. You know, where where I'm like, I, I almost to where like, oh well, Steve Steve and Renee just got it great. They just they got it good, and it's like, yes, we do a thousand percent. We got it good, and we're very blessed. However, we deserve it, and we earned it. And we worked our freaking asses off and took steps back because we didn't know if if I was going to continue to succeed, you know, where where financially we were trying to be super smart. And people just don't know the that struggle. Journey. Yeah. They, they come to our home where we live now and they go, of course, Steve has this, but they don't realize that literally the studio that we're in right now 
was the size of our apartment when we were trying to save money to get married. Yeah. They don't know that I, I drove. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. They don't know that I drove a 1978 K5 Blazer so that we could save money for our wedding. And also you part know. of that is like we when when we moved from California, from L.A. back to Texas and where you were in your career, we've it's a completely different set of friends. Like, yeah. that's why I really value my we girlfriends. From, friends. Yeah, that's yeah, why I really value my girlfriends from when I lived in L.A. And, and, you know, we try to be super generous, but that's a double that's a double edged sword. And the reason it's a double-edged sword is because we go, oh, we have all these blessings. For example, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sponsor our baseball team. Then all of a sudden it turns into, you know, either you have the people that go, oh wow, that was very gracious of Stephen Renee, and we appreciate them, which is most people. Yeah. But then you have some people that go, of course he's playing shortstop, because mom and daddy are celebrities, and they sponsored the team, and it's like. I don't want that to bleed over into my son. Yeah. You know, when that's never the case. Right. And I, we make our kids earn everything. Right. And be respectful. But someone advised us to just be really private with our generosity, you know, like, yes, be generous and continue to share your blessings, but also be very private about it. So that but that's a lesson we've had to learn. Right. So that we don't uh, but, face so that double-edged sword you know, i don't know I, I renee and i have just made the approach of we are who we are we're yeah. very open we're very uh generous we're going to continue to not change anything you know and if people have a problem with it then they can have a problem with it yeah you know if people don't like us because they think that we're snobby or playing the celebrity well that's on them yeah because renee and i we live our lives very open and and we we always open the door to our home um, to anybody and everybody. Yeah. I was gonna say that, know? that Rick, I mean, I know that was like a long winded way to answer your question, but the people coming up to us out in public, I think is not hard to handle. It's the, the private stuff, the more personal stuff with your kids and with your personal friendships and things like that. That's the part that's trickier and harder. But I, but I worry about Garrett too, right? I mean, you know, I was coaching football and one of the kids, I'm standing next to him coaching him and he goes, uh, I saw you on TV. My parents told me you're famous. And I'm like, yeah. And, and, and I don't mind that. However, I, I don't want that to later on become an issue for Garrett. Right. Right, where his friends are like, oh, there's Garrett, the spoiled celebrity kid. That's, that's my fear. It's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I, I will say that the, 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 when people say, I did not change. People changed around me. Yeah. That's what's crazy is that I literally have, I don't think I've changed much at all. I don't dress different. I don't, I, I, I don't think I've changed much at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah. people treat me different. And, yeah. And Rick, that's, I see, I see that. That's a hard part too, where people, people change and then they think it's me. And it's like, no, your perspective and your the way you look at me has changed versus yeah me changing that's that is a big frustration for me cuz i really haven't changed i'm this i'll talk to anybody yeah renee gets mad at me i'm out there chatting with you know i mean you know, the guy that picks up our trash is a friend i chat with him 
I invited him to the show, gave him free tickets to my special taping. Yeah. We had him at the VIP party. He is no different than anybody else that I'm friends with. Yeah. I'm just friends with whoever. Yeah. And it's just, it, Rick, it's, it is a weird thing. For sure a weird thing. Yeah, it, when when we were out, what was weird for me was what you said later to the principal about how people come up to you and how they look. It's not like, it's almost like you're in a petting zoo and they just come up with this like stare of like, hey, here's a camera, we have to take a picture. And you've always been, at least as I've seen, really gracious and you'll yeah. stop and take photos and stuff. But it was weird because there were certain people that came up like a human being and then others as if you were just like a pet, you know? Yeah, I, I, I but I also it, it it really blows my mind. The I, I people have truly gotten starstruck around me. Yeah, and where they're where they're shaking, or they just mm-hmm. start crying. I just hug them because I'm like, I don't I don't I, I don't know how to feel about you feeling about me this way. Yeah, you know, and I also think about the small, tiny bit of fame that I have when you're a Michael Jackson or a Tom Cruise or somebody where people are like, if they lose their shit with me, yeah, I can't imagine how they must feel every day. Yeah. Right. Where I walk into a restaurant with you on Friday, 30% of the people knew who I was. The other 70% didn't. I couldn't imagine walking in there where a hundred percent of the people know who I am. Yeah. Right. And, and that is one of the reasons that Renee and I just don't, we just don't go out. We don't go to the grocery store. We don't, you know, used to, we would go to the grocery store and then Renee would wait in the car or whatever. And I'm like, Hey, I'm just going to, I'm going to zip in and pick up a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> it's and, like, <laughs> And then an hour later, Renee's texting me going, what's going on? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm talking to 13 people yeah. here at HEB before I can walk out of here. Yeah, I'll be like, are we having guests over this weekend? You need to tell me so that I have time to order the groceries so that we can curbside pick up them or at least like, let me know where I have enough time to order for delivery. Like, yeah. But it, it is special and I do appreciate it. And anybody listening to this podcast, I do want to shake your hand. Yeah. And I will tell you that I'd rather have you come up to me, shake my hand, give me a hug, take a picture together, than have you stare at me. Yeah. That 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 for me is the most uncomfortable. You know, I was walking to the restroom at that restaurant. Uh-huh. And then I I literally hear it is him. Like as I'm walking by. Oh my god, it is him. And instead of it is him, oh my god, Mr. Trevino, big fan. That would make me feel so much more comfortable than it it is him. Like that <laughs> That's what makes makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. I'd much rather you go, oh my God, I love your comedy. Hi, can I get a picture later? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. That that to me is way more comfortable. Yeah. You know, and then I walked out of the restaurant and that server followed me out. And we had this awkward conversation instead of him going, oh, before you leave, can I snap a pic? Yeah, no problem. Snap the pic, and then we move on. Yeah. Instead, he's we're having this awkward conversation, and he's got his phone in his hand, and I finally go, hey, man, I want to take a pic. And he was like, oh, yeah, are you okay with that? I'd much rather have we started with that. Hey, before you leave, can I grab a quick pic? Boom. 
quick yeah. pick. Man, thank you. Love you. Out with my wife, trying to get laid. <laughs> Steve, what would Wish you do luck. if you saw Kevin Costner in a restaurant? Ooh. I, I would love to talk to Kevin Costner, but I would leave him alone. You would? I would not go over to him. Um, I was actually sitting right next to him. The problem is with Kevin Costner, uh-huh. I don't have anything to say to him, but I'm a fan. That's it. There is no like mutual connection There's or no reason to talk to him. There's no mutual connection. There's okay. no, you know. Now, I'm at the Spurs game, uh-huh. right? Sitting in the prestige seats, which is um, something we're going to talk about later on this podcast. We have seats on the floor, uh-huh. right, with Ben. Yeah. We're on the floor. They're playing the Dallas Mavericks. Literally two seats down is Mark Cuban. Well, Mark Cuban came into the Addison Improv when I was working the door uh-huh. with Michael Finley. I don't know who that is. Michael Finley at the time was playing for the Dallas Mavs. Okay. And Michael and his table, along with Mark Cuban, ran this huge tab. And I was the waiter. Uh-huh. Well, Michael insisted on paying. He didn't tip us. Zero tip. And it was several thousand dollars. Yeah. And Mark Cuban goes, did he tip you? He pulled me aside. He goes, did he tip you? And I said, no, sir. And he goes, let me see the tab. So I showed him the tab, and Mark pulled out money mm-hmm. and tipped me cash. Right? And I yeah. always I always really appreciated and at that moment, I really needed that money. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about they took over four of my tables. I only had five tables. Uh, like, I wasn't going to make any money. Yeah. And yet, not only that, this table was doing premium drinks and bottles. and right. I mean, it was a big tab right. that I worked my ass off for. And I was about to not get tipped. And Mark Cuban tipped me. So I went up to Mark and I said, Mark, I just want to tell you. I'm a comedian now, and I don't know if I would have made it if you didn't tip me that day. And he goes, what are you talking about? I go, Michael Finley. He goes, that guy, he goes, I always had to tip for him. Yeah. You know, and he was like, man, nice to meet you. He goes, he goes you're sitting next to me. Can I have some of that money back? <laughs> and I go, no, no, no. <laughs> um, but, but that's the other thing. Everybody's watching. Like Michael Finley, you're Michael Finley. Yeah. You didn't tip. You don't think people are going to freaking... I'm an over-tipper. Yeah. Because I don't ever want people to go, that cheap motherfucker, man. Yeah. And that's the problem, too. If I tip the proper amount, which is 20%, yeah, then I'm just an average dude, and, well, Steve didn't even tip me that much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I have to tip over for them to go, oh, man, he yeah, he took care of me. Yeah. That's what's... I mean, it's just crazy. It's it's. I thought it was going to be more fun. It is. It's, we get it's fun, but it, there is a lot of there's the hotel a lot rooms of, are nicer. Yes, there is a lot of things that come with it. Yeah, for sure. Um, Aztec Chevrolet. Yes, big fans of them. Yes, uh, I ta- am loving my new car. Yep, Miss Lori oh. is working for Amplified Creative Studios, uh, which is our social media company. If you are in and around New Braunfels and you need social media services. Um, not only do we create your content, we also um, help you manage your socials. Uh, it is the same company, new company that has been handling mine for years. Yeah. Uh, Lori has come over to this company, and we have uh, Tatiana now. It's her second day. She joined us. She wanted a new car, and Aztec is making it easy. 
Yeah. They're going to deliver it. They're taking care of everything. Aztec Chevrolet and Beeville, Aztec um, Ford and Goliad, um, and then Uvalde Chevy in, in, in uh, Uvalde, Texas. Please give them an opportunity. You will never buy a car with more friendly faces than this place. Um, Old Salt Coffee. Yes. They take care of us. Trevino 10 is the code. Uh, Pick Cherries, Rebecca Creek. Uh, they did they did a, a huge solid for us. We did the barbecue cook-off on Saturday where we did a private show specifically to raise money oh, for Helicopters for Heroes. Oh, we didn't talk about that today. It was so nice. We didn't talk nice. about it at all. Rebecca Creek, those guys just keep giving and giving and supporting our brand. Yeah. Because they're like, Steve, we, we love what you represent. We love what you're doing. We want to be a part of everything Steve Trevino. So they donated all the vodka, all the whiskey. So we had Enchanted Rock vodka. We had flavored whiskeys, the Texas Ranger whiskey. I mean, those guys. Someone are, told me they just, had no idea Enchanted Rock made all those different flavors of vodka. They came over to the house because they hooked me up with like two bottles of each flavor. So we've got them all, all there at the house, it taste was, testing it was, everything. Um, great. And then, of course, pick cherries. Am I forgetting anybody? I don't think so. Rowell Western Wear. New styles out. Support Renee and I, please. We're very proud of it. Um, Rick, we love you. And you're taking Renee to go do the sound. I thought you weren't going to want to talk about it. Yes, we're going to Dallas to um, sound mix the special. It's getting very, very close. Yes, and I I do want to say this on the podcast. Those of you that bought tickets for my Houston show, I sincerely apologize. We are moving that show for a couple of reasons. One, we do not want to compete with the rodeo. Houston Rodeo brings in the biggest acts in the world. We don't want to compete against them, number one. Number two, I am doing something very, very special to promote my show, my special, and to really elevate my career. Um, So due to scheduling conflicts to make this happen, we unfortunately had to cancel and reschedule. If people already bought tickets, their tickets have been automatically transferred to the new date if you already had them. Um, And for those of you that that have to cancel and can't do the new date, I happen to know, because people have reached out, that you're still having to pay the fees, please email me. I will find a way to make it right. I will send you a personal video. We will send you merch. We hate, hate, hate when that happens. So please reach out. We will take care of you. I am Steve Trevino. This is my beautiful forever wife. (laughs) And not a swinger. (laughs) And we're not swingers. Stop trying to fuck us. (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys next time on that note. (laughs) 